Hi, I'm Trisha, Research Manager at Immerse. I'm Christina, Curriculum and Assessment Manager at Immerse. Welcome to Connecting the Dots, Converse on the Verse. This show is all about diving into the pedagogy and efficacy behind Immerse, the first virtual reality language learning platform designed specifically for live language teaching and learning. In this week's episode, meet our CEO, Quinn. Hear about how he started the company and his vision for Immerse. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello and welcome back. This episode, we are very excited because we have our CEO and founder, Quinn Tabor, with us. So thank you so much for taking the time. We know you're super busy, so we really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, Quinn, we're excited you're here. Um, We'll unpack a little bit of your vision and um, and we'll go from there. So I'm going to start out right away. And I just would love for everybody to hear. Um, you know, we know how passionate you are about language learning. And then, you know, couple that with VR and like your passion <laughs> levels off, right? So really, where does that all stem from? Yeah. No, thanks for asking, Christina. I think my, yeah, if I, if I really trace it back. It starts with growing up overseas. My mom having uh, this like really profound immigrant refugee story where language was such a key bridge and almost key that unlocked access for her to then come to the U.S. and get a full scholarship and then returning as an adult to then serve particularly immigrants and refugees from the Middle East. So that was like my my childhood was spent with our little apartment and folks from Iran and Somalia and Ethiopia like living with us, me getting kicked out of my bed because it was like, oh, we need uh, <laughs> this guy's got two weeks left. He's going to sleep in your room, Quinn. Um, and knowing again and again how much my family valued language, how much it really was this, uh, like seeing viscerally the need for these folks that I was uh, like living life with, the need for English to open up access to visas, to higher education, to employment. It really felt like the key bridge of, of opportunity. Um, and yeah, I could, I could keep going on then the kind of experiencing that as a kid, experiencing that as an adult when I moved back to the Middle East, working with Syrian refugees for three years, living in refugee camps. Um, but I think that that core knowledge has kind of uh, been present and visceral since the beginning, since my like early childhood. But I'm curious how you then, instead of going the route of like, okay, I'm going to go be a, an English teacher in the Middle East, what inspired you to be like, I'm going to build a whole VR company? Because that, that's a big jump, right? Most, Most people go into language teaching, language research, but you were like, you know what? I'm uh, going to go go rogue and just launch this whole new product. I am going real rogue. Uh, yep. So I think then there's there's this other element that, um, yeah, it's, it's funny. I could, I could paint the long story of kind of these two central themes that really do like harken back to my childhood where the other being social entrepreneurship. And seeing so many folks in the nonprofit sector or the like, yeah, even, yeah, State Department and how they were having deep impact, but it were really the the business leaders and the innovators that were the ones that I was seeing as exponential. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, wow. Uh, this new technology is changing the aim for education or, um, yeah, so I could, I could give 
another dozen examples of my actual heroes growing up and then definitely through college and as a young adult were the social entrepreneurs. Um, and I think it was kind of this crazy cross-section of I'm living in the Middle East. I'm quite literally like living with six Syrian refugees, none of which spoke English. So I'm learning Arabic and I'm working with this large charitable foundation, managing a lot of their impact investing portfolio and their educational, uh, like philanthropic uh, gifts. And it's right as VR starts to like headlock. And I'm texting on my buddies like, isn't this a no duh moment that VR is going to change the game for language? And it always surprised me that no one else really like intuited that until I like kind of got riled up and started waving my hands around and painting the picture of how this virtual world would change the like it would disrupt the nature of how languages are learned. That people are like, oh, Quinn, I think you're onto something, but no one else is talking about it. You should start. So that's now like 2016 when those conversations were being had. And then you built a whole app from there and a whole team. So, so now that we, and I'm sure this is a question that you get a lot, but now that we have our app and I want to hear you and Christina's kind of point of view on this, but how is Immerse different than Duo, Babbel, Busu, like all the other language learning apps yeah. on, on the market? What makes us special? Oh, oh I think um, it's hard not to spend 20 minutes belaboring it, but <laughs> it's succinctly so much of what Immerse stands for and what exists today, I think ultimately are answers to the problems that I had when I was learning a language. And I hear that a lot from good founders of like, oh, don't just theorize some business model that'll make a lot of money. Solve a deeply felt need of your own. And chances are that's probably a deeply felt need of others. So I think the yeah, obvious ones being like contextualized mm -hmm. learning, instructor-led really uh, like task-based and activity focused. So instead of like how I was trained to learn uh, French or Spanish as a kid, it was just a lot of rote memorization right. and a lot of like, okay, I'm going to drill these flashcards and then I'm going to finally try to cobble a sentence together and I'll get a low grade panic attack <laughs> and won't want to ever do it again. Um, and all the ways that we foster that like psychological safety um, through the avatar, through kind of our whole learning journey. It's all the things that I, I it, it's funny. Like I'm talking to two folks that are brilliant and dare I say like renowned academics. I'm not that. <laughs> I, I like finance and business and tech. And my journey with Immerse has simply been like, what do I, what have I always mm -hmm. wanted out of my language learning journey? And now I take a small step back because I trust that y'all are able to take many steps beyond that. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's my high level answer. That's great. We wouldn't know that you didn't have a background in language. <laughs> the way yeah, that, the way that, yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. You know, Trish, I'll just jump in, you know, as far as some of the other apps, right? And, and Quinn hit the nail on the head, you know, contextualized learning. Human. Language is something that occurs between humans. Mm -hmm. You need, why, why AI is great and it's a great way to practice and build confidence. But real language happens between humans, right? And so I think that human factor, that route memorization, like, you know, and just grammar and, and syntax in not contextualized manner, right, is so yeah. critical for language success. Um, 
you know, I mentioned cultural context, but with that is, you know, we communicate, we have a goal when we communicate, mm -hmm. right? And it's one word or one grammar structure, but it's, a, you know, I want to make a request. I want to negotiate, right? Um, so I think all of those elements are so huge. In our last podcast, when we talked about the four pillars, right? I think Immerse understands that one of those is not enough, right? Mm -hmm. to, you know, as Quinn's own experiences of learning a language and just getting, you know, words thrown at him, right? So you need all those pillars, I think. And I think that's what sets Immerse apart. Yeah, no, I agree. I think too, you know, whenever I've tried other language learning apps in the past, my biggest pet peeve is they dictate everything you're going to do in the exact order that you're going to do it. And we know, I mean, Christina, we've talked about this on, on other episodes, like we know for adults that autonomous learning and being able to actually choose your own path while still being guided, right, is so helpful in terms of motivation and also just being able to learn what you actually need to know for your life. So I think that's also for me, like one of the things that I've always been Yes, it's not as traditional as, you know, people who come in, they have, well, this week you're going to do this and this week you're going to do that. But I think it it really, there's huge benefit to it. And it is kind of tricky at times, but I think it's, it, the benefits pay off to let people have their autonomy. Awesome. Well, Quinn, thank you so much for joining us. I have like a million and 10 questions I could keep asking you about our founders Thanks. and about like our origin story and about our impact investing or investors yeah. but for the sake of time yeah. we might just have to invite you back to talk about all that i'm i'm so in thanks trisha awesome. awesome well thank you we do appreciate you and uh we'll be back in two weeks with our next episode thank you all fantastic mm -hmm.